Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Spin NFL. Sup, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, sir. We're two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. We're coming to you remotely uh, from our respective homes. It's what we call, uh, I guess I would say spring break, being American, but it's Sportlov in Sweden, where uh, the kids are supposed to take a week and do sporty stuff. So what we're doing is sitting at home and looking at tablets all week. No, I'm gonna yeah, take exactly. I'm gonna take them out and do some shit. But uh, today is it's NFL, man. Yeah. So they're gonna have yeah. to wait until we're done with this. Uh, we're in the middle of autopsies, man. I hope people liked our uh, NFC and AFC South that we did last mm-hmm. week. This week uh, we're gonna do the NFC and AFC West. Mm-hmm. Next week it'll be the NFC AFC North. And then the week after to be the East, which is the best division in football, the NFC East. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right to. Well, first we got to get go over what some news. You said you got some news. I don't know what's happening. What's happening in the world? There's nothing happening this week. No, exactly. Yeah, Jonathan called me up and said, "Is there any news this week?" Uh, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure JJ Watt just signed with the Arizona Cardinals last night." <laughs> I like uh, that thing he did. Source <laughs> me. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Uh, he's got a very interesting. We're, my son is the one who actually alerted me to the trade. Uh, oh wow! And we were laughing about th- that that tweet that he sent out. You know, because apparently there was a lot of speculation as to where he was headed. Um, and we were, we were looking at his Twitter following and, and my son was like, Oh wow. I, I said, yeah, he's got kind of a high, you know, big social media footprint. Like a lot of people follow him and he starts poking around and he goes, Oh yeah. He's like, he actually has more followers. JJ Watt has more followers than the Arizona Cardinals. Like, as a team. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, wow. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's good for them. Is he is he great white home status? Well, you know, a great the only... defensive end is or edge player, whatever they're calling it now, and he's a big profile, but he's also white, and that helps. Well, we're not we're not going to know the answer to that until until this season. Um, but I, mean, I think he it explains his popularity a bit. Sure, I also think. Well, he's he's a beast, you know, though. He is a beast. He's very good at branding. He, right. you know, he obviously. Um, but he also, uh, to his credit, um, has done a lot of great work in the yeah. you know Houston area. He donated a lot of money when they had some natural disasters and yeah. things like that a few years back. So no, it's not a knock on him. It's just a clarification of why he's got such a big following. Is because this is a he's an NFL dream. A, sure. a guy that's really, actually, really talented, 
Uh, I guess that takes him out of the White Hope thing because he's actually yeah. really talented. You watch? You ever seen him with the jug machines? With the what? Jug machines. The machine uh-uh. that sh- shoots out the football. No, oh no. man, huh. he can he catches the ball like a wide receiver. Oh wow. Just one hand um, out of the jug machine. <clears throat> I think he did it on I think hard knocks. I think his popularity is is hard in some way. Too. Yeah, hard knocks, but also the fact that he's got two brothers playing in the league. That's always kind of an interesting story. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, you got all these Watt kids, like it's pretty rare to have I mean, it's rare for anyone who plays any sport to make it to the highest level, and yeah. they've got three kids in the same family. Um, Look at the Jones so family. Mm-hmm. With Chris yeah. Jones, uh, there's another one in the NFL, and then John Bones Jones, the best martial arts, <laughs> mixed martial right. artist out there. It's crazy. Yeah. Proud parents. And don't, and don't ever forget about me and Mrs. Jones, you know, because <laughs> we got a thing going on. <laughs> Both know that it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, just something we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I you know, I actually, I hate to be a downer on the J.J. Watt thing, but I'm kind of predicting that he'll get injured in like the third game of the season and we won't see him play for the rest of the year. Right. Like I really think he, he's, he's at that age where he's on the back end of his career uh, I think he feels like he has a lot to prove. Um, not that he hasn't had a great career, but I think he's coming out of a, he's probably feeling a bit like a caged animal. Like he's had a very frustrating year as have all of the players for the Houston Texans. Yeah. And I think he's going to come except out for the chaplain. <clears throat> yeah. Except for the chaplain. <laughs> uh, I think he's going to come out like he's been shot out of a cannon, which means that I think he's probably going to get injured early in the season. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I thought about that. I saw his post afterwards and he was like, I'm going to work my ass off. And I was like, you're like, what Take is it easy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he's, he's mid thirties. Yeah. I mean, when you get to that age and you start claiming that you're going to work harder than you've ever worked in your life, I'm, I just feel like that's got train wreck injury written all over it. <laughs> Being, being an almost 48-year-old man, I know what it's like. To, mm, he's 31. I thought he was mid-30s. He's only 31. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw that, too. You think about uh, Cam, Cam Wake when, uh, went a little further, but he started later in his career. Mm, if you think yeah, of older we'll defensive ends or edge players, can't think of that man. I guess Lawrence Taylor played a while. Mm, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. Um. Time will tell. Um, well, we're and doing, I don't know. Uh, one thing, we're doing autopsies. I did not the, – I had done the Cardinals autopsy before the J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt trade. Um, I mean, I'm not even really sure if um, if J.J. Watt really solves Arizona's problem, to be honest with you. No, we'll dig into that later. Yeah, we for sure. But, I mean, you had a – you know, I, I actually feel quite um, – um, vindicated in that this might have been the only hot take that I had at the beginning of the season that turned out to be right. I thought the Cardinals were fool's gold. Uh, they started off hot and then oh, they yeah. kind of died out. I, I, that was probably one of the few things I got right about last season. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, but I think it was more a case of that people started to figure them out offensively 
I, I don't. Right, and they don't have the the most layered coach coaching mind in Cliff Kingsbury. No. So no. I don't know how much longer he's got actually. Mm. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Actually, the most interesting story this week, I think. <clears throat> I mean, maybe it's interesting. Maybe it's bullshit. But this whole drama about Russell Wilson, I think, is kind of fascinating. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> I think this kind of speaks to. It's another we, NFC West thing, too. Yeah, th- this sort of speaks to what what has been popping up, especially with regard to the Deshaun Watson thing, where you got players uh, suddenly wanting more control, wanting more say. Um, I heard an interesting, I read an interesting article about the effect of Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl this year, uh, and how much that appears to be having on, on certain quarterbacks, you know, and Russell Wilson seems to be a good candidate for that. Like, Hey, like, you know, cause Tom Brady has always been known as someone who, who does apparently have a lot of influence over who gets, who gets, uh, maybe not who gets drafted, but you know, who gets traded for and who plays and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and Russell Wilson apparently wants that and Pete Carroll doesn't want to give it to him. And there are reports that he got up and walked out of a meeting, um, kind of pissed off. Um, and then of course, Russell Wilson kind of turns up the heat, started talk, his agent starts floating these ideas that he'd be willing to accept trades to the Cowboys or the bears or the Saints. Well, you ain't going to get that in, in Dallas. No, you're not going to get gonna, any control in Dallas. No, not at all. Um, and anybody who thinks that it's realistic that Russell Wilson's going to get traded to the Saints doesn't know anything about the salary cap. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they literally have the worst salary cap situation in the league. The Saints yeah. at like almost seventy, almost like negative seventy million. Yeah. Um, to make it happen, he, they would have to. Uh, they basically only have Russell Wilson on the team. Yeah, they would have to basically cut the whole team just to uh-huh. get him. Um, so I don't know why he would want to go there. Um, but that hasn't stopped the mayors of <laughs> the mayor. There was a funny Twitter video of the mayor of New Orleans mm-hmm. uh, trying to like lure Russell Wilson into playing for the Saints. Uh, <laughs> you know, which which led to the mayor of Seattle saying, "Nah, uh girl, you better step off. Stay away from my man. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> um, you know. And even like a little bit of trash talking about their basketball team too. <laughs> this is from the mayor, the mayor of Seattle. She's like, "I love you, mayor, but keep your eyes off Russell Wilson. His home is Seattle, uh, and so you know Seattle is in the market for an MBT, NBA team. Don't make me go there." <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, that's but funny. This is, this is all theater. There's no way yeah, he's going to wind up in New Orleans. I, um, I don't think there's any way that they trade him at all. I don't think so either. I think they're I, – I, th- I mean, they're so – I don't – the Seahawks had such a – we'll get into that when we talk about the West. But they had such a weird season um, because they started off like like they were on some sort of a rocket ship. Like their oh, yeah. their, their offense couldn't be stopped, but their defense couldn't stop anyone. And then – oddly enough, somewhere in the middle of the season, that whole situation flipped upside down. Like their offense couldn't score and, and their defense was playing lights out. So it was kind of a weird, I don't, yeah, I don't know what the hell happened there, but, but it it does still feel like that they're, they're just a few pieces away from being able to make it back. I mean, when you have have Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, it feels like that combination is probably going to get you (laughs) 
like far baseline. So yeah. we'll see. And speaking of New Orleans, what about this? Everyone is talking about this video of Drew Brees pushing the sled down the street. Oh yeah, I saw that shit. And it's like, Drew Brees, man. <clears throat> but it does kind of raise the question: like we all kind of assumed he's going to retire, and now and what if he like, doesn't? <laughs> Talk about uh, the uh, salary cap problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it's, you know, maybe sometimes we read too much into these social media postings. Um, maybe the guy just wants to make sure he stays in shape yeah, when he's exactly. not playing football anymore. Yeah, so, he's probably used to doing that, yeah. Uh, I don't see him coming back, man. He don't, I mean, well, they, have a nice send-off. Thank you so much, Drew. Help the team <clears> out by... This is, a, again, one of the things that analysts are kind of pointing to, the Tom Brady effect. Like, you know, hey, this guy won a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Drew Brees and the Saints beat them twice last year, and he's probably sitting there thinking, like, well, I could make one more run at it. But I I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't see how that's going to work out for them. Uh, uh, if he went to training camp, he'll see, oh, this isn't the same team. Right. <laughs> we don't have anybody left here. Where'd everybody go? Yeah. <laughs> um, Deshaun Watson's situation is still kind of at a stalemate. Um, apparently, well, this is kind of interesting. Um, people are still calling, asking, uh, but the Texans aren't even picking up the phone, but apparently they're just leaving voicemails. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if I give you <laughs> What is four- the answer to First round pick. That's when you know. If they call somebody back, then you know they said some good shit on that voicemail. Mm. I mean, yeah. I, I don't see how... I don't see how this situation ends well for them. For Houston. Yeah, because even, even if they just decide we're not picking up the phone, I, I, I can't imagine that Deshaun Watson is going to show up to training camp. Right. But... Them not picking up the phone kind of helps people make crazier and crazier offers. True. So maybe they get a crazy. If you offer four first-round picks, then I think any player in the NFL, you give it up for that. Even Patrick Mahomes. I think Houston probably sees this as their Even last chance. Even an unhappy chance. Patrick Mahomes, I should say. Yeah. they they. This is their last chance to get a win um, in the trade department because they obviously they let D-Hop go for a fucking second-round pick. Um, <laughs> for some bubblegum. Yeah, for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> JJ Watt, I don't know what the details of his deal uh, are, but uh, either way, you lose one of your, you know, your, defensively anyway, the, like the face of your franchise, so to speak. Um, and now they, I mean, they have to get a King's ransom for Deshaun Watson, and they know that. Um, so if they get a good quarterback, uh, a good quarterback with a good contract. Uh, and some 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 picks, multiple picks. Mm. They could turn it around kind of quickly, but I can see them saying, "Fuck it, we." He's our guy. Mm. I mean, the president ran off. It just doesn't look good for them. I mean, the the right thing to do if I were them would be make this GM resign, bring mm. in the GM he wants. If you really want this guy, instead of just holding him against his will. Get mm. the GM that he wants and then fucking bend to his will and be like, you know what? We want you involved. We really want you around. But you can't just be like, we really want you around. Fuck what you want. Mm. We're going to yeah. make you stay around. 
just say, you know what? We didn't value you enough, and now we do. You had this. We had this firm come in. This is the GM that they thought we should have. That's who we'll get, and we'll see what happens. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They could make yeah. it that situation for them, but that's not what they're gonna do because they're fucking idiots. Agreed. Um, we have a couple of uh, NFL-related deaths this week. Yeah, I saw one uh, of them. We got Irv Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Irv Cross from my childhood. Um, the old NFL Today show. Uh, Irv Cross was a well. He played. He was a player too. He was probably. Well, first of all, he's one of the first, um, or he is the first black um, sports uh, NFL broadcaster on television. Um, I'm, he was a former player for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he also played for the Rams too. Um, but yeah, he just seemed like a great dude. Everyone had a lot of nice things to say about him. Uh, he was one of those first guys who, who was like a player, kind of went broadcaster, could break down the X's and O's in a simple way to get people to kind of understand the game. Um, and they had him teamed up with one of the, I always thought this guy had the weirdest name. Remember that guy, Brent Musburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a name. Yeah, he's been around, man. Yeah. Musburger. Uh, but that show was pretty groundbreaking. I, you had... You, there was a fe- there was a female host of that show as well, like co-host. Oh wow! Name? Phyllis George was her name. You had Phyllis George, Brett Musburger, and uh, Irv Cross. Um, that was um, late late seventies. Was it late seventies? He was in his eighties, right? Yeah, he was eighty-one when he passed away. Yeah, man. Oh no, he started and he started broadcasting in the eighties. I think it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I saw that he was uh he was in his eighties and I was like, Wow, that's a pretty full life. Mm-hmm. When you hear about yeah. all the players uh, from those days. Um we also have a weird sort of uh kind of NFL history death. Um the, <laughs> I love stuff like this. Uh this guy named Art um Michalik. Mm-hmm. Uh he was a uh he was a linebacker um, for – wait, who did he play for? Mitchellick played for somebody. Anyway, he's famous for – in the uh, in the 50s, he hit the Cleveland Browns quarterback in the face with his elbow when he was trying to tackle him mm-hmm. and basically split his nose open. Um, so he's like bleeding all over the place. Damn. Uh, and the Cleveland's Brown coach um, sent him into the locker room with the equipment manager, and they they fashioned what was one of the very early um, face masks. This is before helmets had face masks. Uh, so this this hit essentially led to uh, like the kind of like the normalization of players wearing face masks. Uh, wow it wasn't the very first face mask there were some really crazy ones back in the day back in the early 1920s and stuff mm. uh but this one was really funny it just looks like a plexiglass uh like a flat plexiglass thing that kind of stretched uh, around the helmet it <laughs> like it like reads the uh, covid mask <laughs> a little bit yeah it was definitely some homemade shit uh, <clears throat> but uh yeah this guy just passed away uh, this week, and he's—that's what he's most known for—for for, uh, for inadvertently kind of uh, creating a need for the face mask. Wow! Mm-hmm. Splitting noses. 
Exactly. And then uh, the last one is kind of a sad one. Louis Nix uh, died at 29. Damn. Um, yeah. This guy, he, uh, he was a defensive tackle at Notre Dame. Uh, he was drafted by the Houston Texans. Damn, the Texans like, can't get a break. Oh, no. He's from Jacksonville. Um, anyway, they found his um, – they're saying the details of his death are a little unclear, but, but uh, they found his car in a, in a lake. Was Tiger uh, Woods driving? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they haven't really – it's kind of interesting because he – well, also, what was it? Uh, was it December of this year? Back in December, yeah. Nix was shot in the chest during an attempted robbery. Uh, Damn. Hospitalized for two weeks. The thing that I found kind of fascinating about this is that some of the details of this story are um, – Quite similar to the new show that I'm I'm working on, this American TV show that I'm writing. Oh wow! <laughs> People getting shot, cars winding up in lakes and stuff like that. So I was like, something about this may it caught my attention and made me think that that there could be an unraveling mystery here. So I just yeah. wanted to sort of drop it for now and see. Ah, uh, uh, okay, this might get us I'm through still, the off season. I'm still searching for my DeAndre Baker stuff. <laughs> yes. uh, although this one's way sadder than. Yeah, of than, course. I mean, it sucks because the guy died. Right. Um, and he was only 29, which is yeah. kind of. Awful. But a mystery uh, is a mystery, man. It is, and we'll see what uh, what happens. Um, yeah, what else happened this week? Is that the news I have this week? Yeah, pretty much, I guess. All right, man. Well, uh, let's dig into these autopsies, man. Yeah, let's do it. I went and did my work, got it alphabetized here, so nobody takes any offense in the order. And uh, we got to start with numbers before letters. So we're going with the 49ers. Ah, interesting, yeah. That is alphabetically correct. I like yes, that. Yes, man. Well done. The 49ers uh, died of a childhood disease. Stem cell research funding was cut, and they couldn't find a cure. <laughs> they, yeah, they uh, did, didn't they? Because they lost a lot of, uh, they had a lot of COVID holdouts yeah. or, or opt-outs. Yeah. Um, and they had a lot of injuries. Yeah, they just couldn't get it together, man. And the fund, uh, stem cell research funding taken away. They couldn't find a cure. And they ended up fourth, bottom of the division with a huh. six, six and ten record. Uh, wow. off offensive ranks 15th, which was... Uh -huh. uh, Pretty good. Defensive rank fifth, which might huh. be why the Jets head coach is their former defensive coach. Because even despite all that, and that's in points that they are fifth. I'm seeing that they prob they lost a lot of games, uh, a lot of close games. All right. Because they only have when you look up the the standings on the NFL.com, you can see the sort of net points mm -hmm. score, and they only have like negative 14, which tells me that they, you know. They they were in in games, yeah. Yeah, they were close. Yeah, especially with uh, six of those being wins. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> notable free agents. They had thirty eight total free agents. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the most lot. I saw so far. Uh, so basically, some big ones: Trent Williams, of course, left tackle; Richard Sherman, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say Kyle Juszczyk, but. Only because he's a fullback. He's one of the in a dying position in the NFL. 
so that's probably a cut. Um, Nick Mullins, who we got to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Jerick <laughs> McKinnon, their running back. Uh, that's all I'll say from the long list of free agents. Mm. They're drafting 12th with that 6-10 mm-hmm. record. And they have mm-hmm. 10 total picks. And wow. one, one of those being a compensatory pick uh, for Robert Saleh being hired by the Jets. And the new rule for diversity. Oh, because he's... Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Their offseason needs, they need a defensive end. They need a cornerback. They need a quarterback uh, and because of free agency. And they need a running back. Yeah, because there's a lot of rumors that um, Garoppolo might wind up back in uh, in New England. Oh wow! I'm not well, sure. That's not. I don't think that's why they need. They just need. They're going to need a backup quarterback, even if if Jimmy G starts. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's just just yeah. for depth. Because Nick, Nick Mullins ain't it. No, and then the other guy that came in, he's not. Uh, <laughs> I forget the <laughs> other guy that played for them too. I was like, oh. Uh, salary cap, they're $12.5 million under the cap, so they got that to play with. and they But they have $9.97 million in dead money. So that hurts mm. them a bit. Mm-hmm. My summary is the 49ers are a true glass half-empty, glass half-full team. The mm. half-empty crowd will say that over half of the team are free agents, and $12.5 million is not enough to bring back the best and field a better team. They also say that almost $10 million in dead money comes at the worst possible time with the cap being lower due to the cap, to the <clears throat> pandemic. Glass mm-hmm. half full crowd will say it's a perfect opportunity for a quick reboot. They had all those injuries last year. They have their uh, young and, and COVID injuries and COVID op, uh, mm-hmm. players that came out. They have their young and capable coach <clears throat> only two years removed from a Super Bowl run. They can pick mm-hmm. and choose who comes back because of that, those luxuries. And they have 10 draft picks in a deep draft. The future is very is either very bright or pitch black, depending on mm. what you ask. So yeah, that's a that's you. you I, I'd say you're spot on about that. I I could see them, I could see them making a real rebound if they're healthy and they, you know, they manage all the free agency stuff well. Um, but I could also see them just falling into a hole yeah. uh, if they if they don't do it right. Yeah. Uh, because they do have some great players, or at least the ones you would imagine they would want to keep. You know, yeah. Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel. Um, I mean, I think Garoppolo is a good quarterback. Yeah, but, I think so too. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. The Arizona Cardinals. Mm. They were the middle-aged average Joe that had a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> had a stroke. We think they're, they're cruising along, and all of a sudden they had a stroke, and they didn't make the playoffs. They ended uh, with an eight and eight record, third in the division. Uh, offensive rank sixth points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive rank thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, notable free agents: Patrick Peterson might be the mm-hmm. best player on the defense. Uh, as a cornerback, Larry Fitzgerald, wide receiver, uh, longtime hero there. Kenyon Drake, new uh, running back there. Devondre Campbell, linebacker, and Hassan Reddick. <laughs> They got to bring back that Kenyon Drake. He's good. Yeah, I like Drake. Uh, Draft position, they're drafting 16th. Okay. They have five total picks, so not that good. Mm Offseason needs, wide receiver, cornerback, tight end, and running back. 
Mm. Salary cap, they are eleven point two million under the cap. With okay. four point six million in dead money. So a little bit of wiggle room. Uh, the Cardinals are an inter- in an interesting situa- situation. There's still question marks around their coach. That's just me projecting right there because I'm not a fan of Cliff Kingsbury. Right. Though improving year over year, are they a perennial playoff team under Cliff Kingsbury? Right now I'd say no, but he could definitely prove me wrong. Their free agency situation is about as bad as San Francisco's with over 30 players to make decisions about. The cap <clears> number <throat> is a bit scary. So they'll have to be creative to improve again and make it to the playoffs. Good thing is the quarterback of the future is on the roster. Now it's time to build around him. They may be a couple years away from being a contender. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, I, I personally think that they put too much on Kyler Murray's shoulders. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I agree. They need they need more wide receivers. They need yeah they need one more. Like, yeah, sort of another running back to go with uh, Kenyon Drake. Something that will take some pressure off of Kyler Murray so he doesn't have to be, um, you know, because you saw it this year. Like, everybody was talking about him like he was some kind of a video game, you know, like, fuck, you can't tackle him. And then suddenly about, you know, seven or eight weeks into the season, it was like, oh, shit, he had a bad game. Like, Like, people started to figure him out. Uh, yeah, he probably started getting tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? It started wear and tear the season hits and all of that stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's not. We've the seen it happen to. Then. We've seen it happen to Lamar Jackson too. Those kind of yeah. quarterbacks. You know, it's it's hard to keep that up for for seventeen weeks. It's, yeah, it ain't, it ain't easy. Uh, yeah. Uh, On to the Rams. Mm. They uh, they died. Their old man that died of heart disease just before they could get the transplant. Mm. It's just waiting, waiting in line. Ne- transplant never comes. They, so uh, close. Yeah, <laughs> they lost to the favorite Packers in a divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, they ended up second in their division with a ten and six record. Offensive rank eleventh. Defensive mm-hmm. rank number one. Mm, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Notable free agents: Leonard Floyd, edge defender. Uh, Austin Blythe, center, Troy Hill, cornerback, John Johnson, safety, Darius Williams, cornerback, and Gerald Everett, tight end. I just pick people that have a, a significant amount of snaps from last right. season that they use a lot. Draft yeah. position, no picks in the first round. This is just the way they do it. This is the Rams way, people should call it, because that's just mm. how they build the team is through the draft. They have seven total picks, thanks mm. to three compensatory picks from previous trades. So that's the only way that they're getting draft picks is through trades. Their offseason needs are uh, outside linebacker, defensive end, center, and tackle. Salary cap, they're $34.8 million over the cap. Ouch. Yeah, so they got to make some, <laughs> some big... Well, that's what happens when you build your team through, through free agency. Exactly. And the dead money number. Hmm. $34.1 million in dead money. Oh, my God. In a season where the cap is already shortened. They are they have set themselves up, man. Uh, so we'll see, man. My summary is the Rams have been building their team through free agency since the arrival of Sean McVay. It has been working for the most part with the team fielding a playoff team in each year, but that can catch up to a team with the maneuvering required to keep under the cap while filling out the roster. 
they, they have some work to do to get under the cap, so they likely won't re-sign many free agents. That high dead money number is proof that their style of building the team could be catching up to them. Compensatory picks could be their saving grace if they can hit on some during this year's draft. It would be the only way to dig themselves out of the cap hole they're in right now. The Stafford trade is a definite sign that this team is in win-right-fucking-now mode. If that mm. experiment doesn't work, they'll really have to blow this team up. Mm. How much time do you give them? With Stafford, I say, uh, what, to win it all or to get to the big game? No, like before they feel like they're looking down the barrel of a double-barreled shotgun. <laughs> it feels like this year or two max. Yeah, I agree. Um, they can't have any misses in free agency. They can't have any, like, bonuses that don't get paid because they have to let somebody go. Like, they're they're at the edge, man. Yeah. Yeah. Getting a golf contract off helps a bit, but they still took on the Stafford contract. <laughs> it's like, it helped them a little bit. It gave them a little wiggle room, but they're going to have to cut pick players. It's going to be on the coaches to make the team better. It can't just be. They won't be filled. I don't think they'll be able to field a more talented team than they did last year. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah. On to the Seattle Seahawks. A team yep. that I happen to have a little bit of affection for. I just mm. like the Seahawks. I wish them well every year. Me too. Uh, uh, the Seahawks, uh, they died unexpectedly of, of, of natural causes. Just the guy who just drops dead. Thought he was healthy. All of a sudden, poop, dies. Didn't wake yep. up. Uh, they lost in the wild card to the Rams. Right. Uh, the division rank, they came in first. 12-4 and four record. Offensive rank, 17th. Defensive wow. rank, 22nd. Wow, 17th. Yeah. I wonder what it was before it started to dip. Pretty high, like top five. Like, I'm just curious, like, did they go from, like, it would be interesting to know that number. Like, oh, they yeah. were the second best offense, and then they finished 17th. That's a pretty fall. That's a pretty long fall. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody was like, damn, at first. Let let Russ cook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, free agents. They have 30-plus free agents on this team. The NFC West is just out here. Maybe everybody's just doing what the Rams are doing. I don't know. 30-plus free agents. Uh, K.J. Wright is, is a linebacker. Shaquille Griffin, cornerback. Ethan Pocket, I think that's how you said. Uh, left guard. Greg Olson. Damn, he's still playing. Tight end. David Moore, mm -hmm. wide receiver. Jordan Simmons, left guard. And Benson Mayawa is edge. Oh, those were the guys who had the most snaps. No first-round picks, of course. It's okay. the NFC way right. uh, due to that Jamal Adams trade. So the Jets got their first-round pick. They okay. have uh, a total of four picks in the draft. What? Yeah, it's not looking good for these guys, man. Off-season needs, cornerback, outside linebacker, linebacker. I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, no, I'm sorry. Cornerback, offensive lineman. Linebacker and running back. Mm. Uh, salary cap, they're $4.4 million under the cap. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, with $1.3 million of dead money, which is good. Um, it's not so bad. Summary, I'm actually kind of concerned about the Seahawks. The biggest mm. concern is Russell Wilson's reported demands that they improve the team around him or else he's out and looking for greener pastures. That tricky part will be improving the team with only... 4.4 million in cap money to play with 
and over 35 players whose contracts are up. Using the draft to supplement is going to be tough with only four picks available right now. Look for Seattle to be aggressive leading up to the draft to get some more picks. So maybe they'll make some trades and take picks in the trade. You know what I mean? Something like that to yeah. build, build up in the draft because that's the only way to be, get cheap players. They have some right. tough decisions ahead, and I can't see them putting a better roster out next year with the lower cap. Hopefully for them, Wilson was just having a bad day, and he sticks around because if they lose him, who knows? If they lose him, because, I mean, I can't think of any other, um, I mean, unless it's a direct swap, quarterback for quarterback. Right. And, you know, they were talking some bullshit about, you know, swapping uh, Russell Wilson for Dak Prescott, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, but that's the only kind of way I could see them being able to survive losing Russell Wilson. Yeah, they're yeah, kind of similar. They're, they're quite similar, those two, actually. Uh, as far as their quarterback styles, um, but yeah, they need they need him, and I don't know what kind of game he's playing. Uh, if he's just kind of playing a game of chicken, you know, with the front office or what. But uh, if they lose Russell Wilson, the Seahawks are fucked. Yeah, big time. Yeah, their death. I, I put their death like that because I felt like they. We're chugging right along and, and then, you know, just smacked. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was kind of like that. I don't remember who it was but, or who they played, but it was like they were just murdering teams, and then suddenly they got punched in the mouth. It was like, Wasn't it the, whoa. They beat the Patriots, right? Oh, that was just a, a fight all the way. Yeah. It went down to the end, but, yeah, it was yeah. – Strange uh, season for them, but that's it for the uh, the autopsies of the uh, of the NFC West, man. Yeah. Are you feeling nice. good about that division? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? They're, yeah, I am actually. It's always an entertaining division to watch. Yeah. You know, because they they always have. They got a great. Um, I mean, just from the quarterbacks alone. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like you're gonna you're gonna see some put. You got Russell Wilson. You got Matthew Stafford's gonna be playing in a in a new uniform. Kyler Murray can he come out and do as well as he did, but also kind of keep it up for the rest of the year? Um, can Jimmy G live up to the hype? Is yeah, is Jimmy G still gonna be there? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, do they give Colin Kaepernick a call and say sorry, we'd like you back? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's not going to happen. No. Nah. Um, but yeah, it's always an interesting division. They're kind of, the West Coast is kind of a NFC West is always kind of interesting because they're they really are kind of like in their own little geographic bubble over there. Like there's no other teams anywhere near them for the most yeah. part, you know. So it's like, yeah, it's it's an, always an interesting fight in the NFC West. I think. Yeah, um, man. All right, man. Well, that's it for these autopsies. Uh, please stick around for the AFC West coming up later this week. Thank you guys for checking out SpinFL. We'll be we'll have more for you. We're gonna keep these things coming up to you, leading up to the draft. Not, not the draft. Leading up to free agency, and then we're gonna yeah. start prepping for the draft. This offseason is gonna be full of SpinFL content. So stick with us. Thank you so much. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Let's give me Zara, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Hey! Later, y'all!
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.